that'd be weird too because how is an animatronic going to actually make i'm gonna go get beer i can't do this i can't do it i cannot do it i can't Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at a to z horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Good God. Nobody told me this was a masked affair. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who won't be stopped by human error. It's Mark. What's up, you guys? What's up? For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get <clears> drunk <throat> and argue about it. And in so doing, we spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, so, fair warning about that. Uh, this week we watched 1971's The Abominable Dr. Fives, and we'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So, on that score, uh, let's do Beers for Fears. Jake, yeah. what is your beer for this fear? I think I win this week. Yep. Hmm. Seems dubious. Ah, well, so I'm drinking a beer by a brewery called Burnt City. They're out of Chicago. The beer itself is kind of a weird one. It's an IPA, but it's brewed with hibiscus. Uh, Okay. It's called Face Melter. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I'll buy it. How's the beer? Uh, It's an IPA, and I don't really taste the hibiscus, but the fact that they marketed it as such is a little strange. It's fine. <laughs> All right. It's fine. I got to be honest. I'm uh, not entirely sure. I, I'm not entirely sure. I know what hibiscus tastes like. Floral. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's actually hibiscus. Mark, what is your beer? Uh, what is your beer for this fear? Well, it's not. It's actually not a beer for fear. Um, oh. I came up blank on the beer selection. This. This week, so I focus more on uh, what the plagues were. One of the plagues that's on the that's in the movie. So I'm drinking sure. a gigantic gin and tonic, um, but it's made with beehive gin. So you know, the first plague, <laughs> bees. All right. Are you, are you gonna drink ten independent drinks, all of which dealing with one of the different plagues? Nah, that not be... well enough thought out. <laughs> Death of the firstborn porter. If I could find that, I would drink it. Your last one is just darkness. You could just drink Brennavin. You'd be set. Uh, yeah. Labyrinth. Something like that. Actually, there's a beer. There's a Utah beer called Outer Darkness, so. (laughs) Jack, just get this. Do something. Say words, Jack. (laughs) Good transition. Yeah. Um, I got a uh, Sierra Nevada beer. I got their IPA, the, the Hop Hunter. Because... Much like you might hunt for nine doctors who had a hand in killing your wife, you're, these guys are hunting for hops. So, you know, it's tenuous at best. Yeah, I, 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 I still think it's better than Mark's. It's, I think it's unquestionable that Jake, you win this week. Yeah, ah, I agree ah. with part of that statement. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let's get out of here. What don't Jesus you agree Christ. with? No, get me out of here. Are you saying, uh, do you really want me to agree that Hop Hunter, which has absolutely fucking nothing to do with this, is better than... Beehive gin. It's a lot better. You're going to be rattling ice cubes all over the goddamn place. (laughs) Before 
we start talking about the actual movie this week, let's uh, hit up what else has been rocking our horror world. So, Jake, stop giving me the finger and start yeah. telling me what the fuck else has been rocking your horror world this week. I saw a couple of movies this week. Both, I... So this will be coming out right after Valentine's Day, the following week. It's Valentine's Day time right now. So I watched two movies that in some way, shape, or form I thought tied into that holiday. Um, the first of which is Pontypool. It's a Canadian zombie movie. Uh, okay. And I use zombie tenuously. It, it had a pretty interesting conceit. Um, basically, it's like this shock jock from the big city moves to the country and he's like learning the ropes of the new style of like audience he's going to deal with. But shit starts happening as he's doing like his daily morning show, checking in with the chopper and it's all outside. Right. And they're down in their like recording studio in the sound room. And long story short, this, what made this interesting to me was, and if sorry, I'm going to try not to spoil it too much. I don't think it's that much of a spoiler because it's all about how the movie progresses, not necessarily like what's causing the virus, as is the case with most zombie movies. This one is interesting because the virus, heavy air quotes on virus, is caused by spoken word. So it lives in language and it like multiplies and fucks up your brain like because of your understanding of a word. That's a cool concept. It it is kind of a cool concept, cool and what I liked really about dumb. it. Really uh, dumb. I thought it was more on the cool side than dumb. I could see how they could totally go okay. off the rails and fail. I thought it was a pretty good movie, uh, <clears throat> and it's only Valentine's Day because it takes place on Valentine's Day. It has nothing to do sure. with like love or any of that shit. There's just some like yeah, hanging the old Black pa- Christmas approach. Exactly. There's like pa- a hanging paper mache heart, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool little flick, and what I liked was it's clearly lower budget, but they did everything the right way considering that budget because it's all kind of left to your imagination everything that's happening all the carnage uh which is pretty cool they aren't just shoving it down your throat and i like that nice i like that yeah that was on netflix for the interested listener if you haven't seen it uh it's been on there for a long time i've had it on my watch list so with at the rate at which movies are just getting ripped the fuck off of netflix you might want to take advantage of it uh Unfortunately, we're just past Valentine's Day now that you're hearing this, so... Oh, well. It say, applies whenever. Say the movie name again. Ponty Pool. <clears throat> okay, sure. that do it for you, Mark? <laughs> Spelled like it sounds. <laughs> no. They'll find it. What, just what title what sounds like Ponty Pool, and you'll find it. Uh, the other thing that I watched was... is called Spring... And okay. I watched this one on Amazon. If you're a Prime member, it's free streaming. I'd heard good things about this one. And I think the best way to describe this is this is just a really fucking good movie that happens to have a lot of horror elements. It's basically just a romance movie, which anyone who knows me knows I'm not into. But sure, they twist in a body horror element in such a cool fucking way and build a narrative around it that is so interesting that I was hooked pretty much the whole time. And the characters were delightful, super well acted. Like, just go watch this movie. If you have, like, a significant other who's not into horror, just throw this shit on and, like, have a date night, and you'll both be happy. (laughs) I'm dead serious. Like, it would, it should please anyone. Um, Cool. Really, really, really like that one. Nice, I like that. Yeah, that's Mark, it how about for me. yourself? What's been rocking your horror world this week? 
I've been I've been slacking off a little bit. I just have one thing, um, and that is the Santa Clarita Diet uh, on Netflix. I'm sure you've seen the banner. It's been pasted all the over. Drew Barrymore shit. <clears throat> yeah, Drew Barrymore, Timothy Oliphant, um, and then a bunch of other uh, actors and actresses that I've never seen before. So I'll, I'll I'll preface this with I don't think this is horror. Uh, this, I mean. Essentially, the backdrop, if you've seen the trailer, you know all this stuff. It's Timothy Oliphant, Drew Barrymore, our husband and wife duo uh, that sell houses, they're real estate agents. Um, and then one day, inexplicably, Drew Barrymore sort of dies, but she's still alive. So she turns into a zombie, essentially. But, like, Drew Barrymore herself, it's not like your traditional zombie where, like, you know, they're shambling around chanting brains and shit she's like exactly how she was she's a little bit more impulsive than she was before she quotes died uh she and she just has to eat human meat like she can't eat ground beef or something like that she tries for a little while it doesn't taste as good so it's an interesting take on on zombies i guess there's a bunch of zombie shit happening right now but um it's like i zombie i don't know about that so maybe sure um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and then it's basically the whole show is more a comedy uh, and then a little bit of, like, romantic comedy type thing uh, about their relationship, Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore's relationship. Um, I think it's an okay show. It, it's it's funny. I go through the same, like, peak every single time I watch the show. So I start it, and the intro to the show is fucking terrible. Like, the first five minutes or so are, like me in the space of why the hell do I watch these episodes? And then by the time you get to the end of every episode, you're like, okay, that was pretty good. So (laughs) if you can get past the uh, pilot, which was pretty awful, (laughs) uh, there's, there's, you know, it's kind of fun to watch the rest of it. It it turns out to be pretty good. I I will say I enjoy, they have a, uh, they have a, like a teenage daughter. Her name's Abby and her, the like boy next door that they have their own hijinks. And that, uh, that combination of those two, the actor and the actress there, uh, are so much better than Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. I actually really like Timothy <laughs> Oliphant's performance too, but like just their storyline on that side for the kids is, is great. Uh, nice. Is that, is nice that to, to say you don't like Drew Barrymore's performance? Yes, actually. Uh, I can't tell if it's Drew Barrymore's performance or really what it feels like is... I don't know if this is the director or a producer or what, but it just feels like they're not really giving the script room to breathe. They're not like the line readings just don't sound organic. And I can't tell if it's because the actors are not particularly great at saying the lines or if they're like, what it feels more like to me is that they are not allowed to change the script. They're not allowed to improv anything and they have to say the lines that are written on the page. And that gives them like a sort of robotic delivery in a lot of things. And I, I, I mean, it doesn't come off that great. I see sure. you yeah. Um, but, you know, it also has the waitress from It's Always Sunny in one of the supporting roles. Nice. So it's nice to see her. Uh, Tom's <laughs> girlfriend from Parks and Rec is also in it. So star-studded cast. <laughs> All these bit parts. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion's in it, briefly. Uh, I love Nathan Fillion. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, I, I think I would give it a very tenuous recommend. It's not. It's not horror. You're not going to be scared by it at all. It's really more of a romantic comedy than anything else. So, sure. with that in mind, give it a watch. Whatever. Netflix is doing pretty good work. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack. Uh, I watched The Lure. Oh, um, you took the That's the only thing dive. I've watched this week. Got a dive. I in. did. I, uh, I, yeah. I, you, apparently it's a theatrically released, so shockingly we got that wrong. Um, 
so I had to actually buy the DVD and have it sent to my home here, um, which the, I did. The two things you just said are the opposite of themselves. Yeah. It's a theatrical well, well, release. What I mean you is we DVD. put it as VOD on February 1st, and that's not true. Oh. It's going to be VOD pretty soon here, um, but it got a, like a limited theatrical run. So I bought the like Region 3 DVD or whatever. Got it. So we had it exactly wrong. Yes, on the website. Well, that's pretty much par for the course there, eh, bud? Yeah. But, um... Wait, I have a question. I liked it. How did you play a... How did you play a Region 3 DVD? I don't know. It was pretty cheap, and I didn't expect it to work. I don't know exactly what region it is. I don't know if it's Region 3 or what. It says, though, there was a big warning on there, like, this is Region something. But I just popped it into the computer here, and it worked, so... (laughs) Good work. I, I don't know. Some kind of magic. So tell us about the actual movie. But, Sorry about that. No, it's fine. It was uh, pretty good. Um, it should be available on VOD pretty soon. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be, you can just rent it on Amazon. Um, it's fucking weird. It's it's no a shit. weird movie. Uh, <laughs> um, as you might expect from a Polish mermaid horror musical comedy. Stripper. Strippers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was pretty good. There's like a lot going on in the movie. And the weakest part is all the characters. It feels like they all have a backstory, but I don't know what the fuck it is or what it's supposed to be. I don't know if I actually like any of the characters. Um, But the movie itself was pretty enjoyable just for what it was, which was goddamn weird and crazy shit happening. And And musical. Musical, yeah. That part's weird, too, because it's in Polish, or I think they speak Polish in Poland. Um, (laughs) But it's... uh, you know, like the the lyrics don't line up very well with the, uh, you know, okay. I imagine it, it, the rhythm is weird. Listening to the song and then reading okay. the okay. subtitles. Um, so, would you recommend this to anyone? I would recommend this movie. It's worth watching because of how fucking weird it is. But only if you got to really be in the right mood. You got to be in the mood to sit down and actually watch something. You got to be okay with ignoring most plot elements to something, but also still want to pay attention to something and, like, follow an arc, because it does definitely go on an arc that's important to be along for the ride for. Um, so it's, you gotta be in a pretty specific mood, but I apparently was in that mood when I watched it, and I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I gotta say, okay. Jack... Not unhappy that I watched it. I don't think I've ever been in that mood ever in my life. I, I was... I was hearing myself as I described it, and I'm not 100% sure what that is, but if you find yourself in it, uh, pop the lure on, and you'll have a good time. All right. Wow. Shining endorsement. (laughs) Anything else you got? Yeah. No, that's it. Just the lure. All right. Well, that takes us to our feature presentation. Over at A2ZHorror.com this week, we watched The Abominable Dr. Fives. Uh, now, Jake, this was your pick, and yep. we'll get you to explain why you picked it and how it relates back to the movie we watched last week. But before mm. we do that, we got to get into our world-famous segment, What in the Fuck Subgenre of Horror Does This Thing Fit Into? Jake, this was your pick. Hit us with the first subgenre of horror that this fits the fuck into. High concept? <laughs> uh, sl- s- slasher? What? I'll actually give Classic. you Slasher. I like Slasher. Hold hold on a second. No, what? Time out. Jake, do you actually pick Slasher as your category? Yeah, I do. Explain yourself. Well, it doesn't fit all of the tropes you would expect in a Slasher, but it is, at the end of the day, a masked killer running around and collecting a body count. 
that's it. That's it, all you have but it, for slasher. But that is that is the those are the most important elements of the slasher. Singular villain. I mean, he has a sidekick, but sometimes that happens. A primarily smoking hot sidekick. She is pretty hot. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get in there. <laughs> we'll get in there. Um, singular villain. There is a body count, and that's really what I look for when I think of a slasher: is the body count rises as the movie progresses, and. While it's different, and it reminds me of a certain movie in particular, which we'll also get into, um, I think that it it has enough that I would hope you would be willing to at least say this is one of the movies that certainly inspired that subgenre. Okay, I like your last statement better than you picking slasher just out of whole. Clock. It's I that's, mean it's it's that's tough. actually funny because <laughs> I don't like the last statement. I I actually do agree this is a slasher, and I agreed with him up until he said that this inspired the rest of the genre i feel like this is a slasher but i don't really feel like a lot of modern slashers pull from this one whatsoever i mean in ter- just in terms of the tropes of like killing people one by one yeah off your list yeah that's i mean but that's all that makes it a slasher so like if you're going along with one you better go along with both uh I'm just I'm just saying as far as its its place in history goes, I, I don't see this as being like an incredibly uh, important film. It's a good it, I mean it's a it's a good one, but let's transition I, to uh, me. Sure, Mark, Mark you yeah, take the layout. You pick your subgenre. I was I was just about to say this anyway. Yeah. I do actually think this is a classic, that being said. So that's interesting. It it's certainly a cult classic. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's a classic. I, Actually, agree. I, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. As soon as I said that, I realized. I mean, I I'd, I'd honestly never heard of this movie prior to you suggesting it. Mm. So I guess I don't want classic to just be a synonym of old. Right. So maybe I maybe I recant. I redact it. Redacted. Okay. Would you like to replace it with something, or is that your turn? That was my turn. I submitted wow. a redacted. <laughs> I submitted a line that is just that is blacked out with sharpie. Okay, Jack, you take the layup. I'll take the layup. It's foreign. This yes. is a foreign movie. Yes. It's a British movie. That um, hardly counts. The UK. That very counts. Um, so it's better than redacted. So take, <laughs> how about another subgenre for this? Are fits you the fucking serious? Two. Are you serious? We're right all the now? way already around on the wheel. I know, but I. It's a. It's a cult classic. Like the the only things that I think it really fits into are the categories we've already spoken about. Ooh, I've, I've got another one. I've got another really? one. That's going to be contentious, I think. Okay, no, I, really I have do. I have one more. I have one more. Okay. And I don't think it's contentious. This is a funny movie by design. I think it's yep. a horror comedy. Um, there's just too much. I don't know if that's like their Britishness, but there's too much happening for this, in, I, in my opinion, to be seen as anything else than a horror comedy. Oh, it's absolutely supposed to be a comedy. The fact that yeah. every time Trout walks into a room, yes. someone calls him Perch yes. or okay, Pike. Good, good. good. <laughs> it's just that Britishness, yeah. you know? You never know with those squirrely bastards. Yeah, you know... It's, no, you sure don't. It's funny. I, I wouldn't call this a comedy movie whatsoever. And then I read the trivia, and it was just like, everything was so funny that they had to retake every shot like five times because people were laughing so hard. And I was like, why? A lot of A lot of the <laughs> scenes were pretty funny. A lot of, not really the scenes, but the spoken elements of the scenes yeah. were pretty funny. It's just their Britishness. They deliver it, got a little bit of wryness it's, to yeah, it. Yeah, it's so subtly delivered. Like yeah. the first scene when the 
inspectors are in the room and then they just like ask their underling to do something for him and they cut up and they've got him like crawling on top of the door looking yeah. at something with a magnifying glass it's just it's hilarious it's yeah it's very i, I british didn't get humor, any of that humor. But it's humor it's cuz you don't like british humor that's true you're a racist <laughs> All right, Mark, you got another one? Give us another subgenre for this fits the fuck into since your first one was redacted. <laughs> yeah, so my two submissions are going to be redacted and pass. <laughs> I'm, this is I'm contributing. Logo. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sweet. Good work. Oh, so I was going to go with uh, comedy. I do think that's that's my slightly more contentious one was sci-fi. Ah, fuck you. It's not God. Well. it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He invents all Talk sorts of crazy it. machines. Talk about it. He's talking through a thing, a phonograph plugged into his neck. He's got all sorts of beakers and test tubes and squiggly shit flying around through tubes. It's weird, Yeah, okay, man, I because... actually will give you sci-fi. I, very begrudgingly, but mm, this is... It's... Yeah, really? Dude, the band is set in wholly like the 30s, automatronic. But... Yeah! Yeah! I don't, even, Fucking... I don't even know if automatronic is a word, but I think you know what I mean. It not. isn't at all. No. But <laughs> they, he imagined Five's Clockwork Wizards. Do you mean? Yes. Get it <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Get the band's name right. We are. We got some shit to discuss. So I don't have another one. I want to start talking about the movie. So unless someone else has another subgenre, I don't have shit to discuss, Jack. Okay. Yeah. Well, move Jake, past that it. means it's uh, your turn to give us a thirty-second plot synopsis of this movie. Uh, this was your pick. So thirty seconds are on the clock. Uh, it starts when you start. So the movie starts with Dr. Anton Fives, played by Vincent Price, and he is a strange one. He has an automatronic band, he plays the organ, he has a burnt-out face that he wears a mask over, and he goes around killing some bastards uh, based on the Ten Plagues of Egypt. He pretty much does this until the movie just sort of ends. Why did he do it, you ask? Well, his wife died in a car crash that he almost died, and he's out for revenge. And we get to see how he goes about it. Done. All right. Well, time. Decent. That wasn't as bad as I was expecting you that to do. That was pretty good. It's You can't get yeah. into the weeds with this one or you're fucked. <laughs> that was like an eight and eight season, basically. Sing my praises. Sing my praises. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty decent. There you go. That's, that's well, let's not, let's not get Thank too, you, Jack. let's not go too hog wild. It's okay. Mark? You wholly neglected to mention his smoking hot assistant. I'm not going to do that during the 30 second, dude. I would have spent most of the 30 seconds talking about her. Okay. Okay, well, um, tomato, or, tomato. Or Dr. Fibes Clockwork Wizards. I mentioned the automatronic band. We he already did said specifically bring, it. bring we up automatronic. We're going to talk about them a lot, Jack. That's most of this review. <laughs> uh, so, Jake, why'd you pick yeah, this? Um, Remind us what movie you had to go from, because I don't remember, and then. Tell us why you picked this. Well, Jack, I had to go from your movie, which was... <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. And <laughs> the reason you chose A Nightmare on Elm Street was because you wanted to go with a horror icon, I believe. Sort of. See, I just this wanted is to get us away from dead silence. This is where <laughs> the game of telephone gets really hard, right? Because I don't know if you went with mm -hmm. a Nightmare on Elm Street because of a horror icon, because there sure as shit was not a horror icon in Dead Silence. But in your description <laughs> of why you chose it, you mentioned that it had a horror icon. And what I wanted to do was go to another movie. And frankly, cat's out of the bag. Like, I wanted to get a little older. I wanted to introduce some variety to the proceedings. So 
I went with a true horror icon in terms of the actor, Vincent Price. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to go with one that I think is a little bit overlooked, frankly. Uh, so that's really the only reason I did choose this one was that icon, heavy air quotes category. Um, in terms of the movie itself, one to ten, I'm giving this like a two. Like they're very, very yeah. different movies. I mean, sort of a slasher. We've kind of established that. So maybe a three. It is very low. Like I'm not going to give myself props for that. But then again, I wasn't trying to make it the most similar movie in terms of its plot. So that's why. I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. I, I think the reasoning is is sound, and I'd give you the same score for yeah. connectivity. Reasoning sound, so, connectivity shit. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. Mark, do you want to say anything intelligent or funny, or are you just going to sit there? I'm basically just going to sit here. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Pass. He's going to pass again. Pass. Uh, redacted. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, honestly, I didn't know anything about this movie prior to you mentioning it. I had to Google it live uh, to just see what the fuck you were talking about in order to make my next pick. Uh, so, Mark. Which, so, so, Mark. What? So, Mark, when you Googled it live, so to speak, did you see the poster? For this movie, I mean, yeah, one of the best Poster posters in the history away. of film. Yeah, you Love have a mummy to say you have a ugly. mummy embracing and kissing a lovely woman, and the phrase on the poster is "Love means <laughs> never having to say you're ugly," which is obviously a play on the "Love means never having to say you're sorry." Yes, you think, but yeah. better. God so damn it, actually, can you just. <laughs> The people come for facts, man. Look, I, I mean, it's a good, it's a good poster. The funny thing about that poster is they—that's how they originally branded this movie, and people didn't know how to think of the movie. Like they went to the movie not knowing what it was, sort of like almost yeah. like an audition type type situation, and it didn't do well at all. So they rebranded it as a horror movie, cult classic. Yeah, they rebranded as a horror movie like literally a week later after its release and it started doing much, much, much better. So it's a, it certainly is an interesting poster that basically is wholly unrelated to the plot of the film. Uh, but it, it didn't, it didn't really work. It's one of my favorite posters. I love this poster. Is this your, one of your favorite posters in the same way that like everyone fucking loves that the shining poster. That's horrible. No, I don't like that poster. Okay, Which good. poster are you talking about? The one with, like, the carpet? The one with, like, the I face. I thought he was talking about the one with Nicholson's face. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like that one. That's not that's really one. Of, one. That's supposedly, like, one of the most amazing iconic. posters that's ever been designed, and it's fucking... Um, well, it's, it's one of the most iconic scenes of the movie. Well, are you, no, wait, are you talking about the yellow poster? Yes. Yeah, not the one... Yeah. They've also made a poster that's just him when he sticks his head through the wall, not... Yellow and black. Yeah, that's not, not the one of just him about. sticking his head to the wall. The one that's like cartoony, staticky, yeah. yellow, distorted. Yeah. The original poster. I respect the poster. I certainly understand why people think it's iconic, but it's not. I don't think it's a good poster. There's not enough happening. It's not. doesn't have any chutzpah, Mark. Let's get back to the Abominable Dr. Fives. No! <laughs> <laughs> so we open on him playing the organ, fan of the mm. opera style. Oh yeah, to his band of clockwork wizards. Which yes. why why and the fuck does that exist? Because it's why not? So 
awesome. Why it's would you not have that awesome. exist? If you have the cap, Mark, you answer me right the fuck now. If you have the capability of making that happen, do you not? Yes. I, okay, so here, I, I will say this right now. If Hannah ever dies, I'm going to spend most of my life in a creepy organ chamber with an animatronic band that plays one for my baby and one more for the road all the time. And I'll just, like, cry and drink and be in this dark room. And have a hot assistant that you dance with. And have a smoking hot assistant wearing weird hats. But there's nothing sexual. There isn't. Yeah. That wasn't sarcastic. What's her end game? That's actually a really good point. What is her in-game? Yeah. I, I don't... I, at first, I thought she was a robot, right? At first, I thought she was clockwork. I'm still not certain. But she then is she... brainwashed. I think she's brainwashed. Yeah, I think she's brainwashed. Because she interacts with the clockwork wizards in such a weird way. Like, she walks up to them and smokes while they're doing shit. And so I don't yeah. think she's a robot. Well, actually... No. Again, all of this is coming from the IMDb trivia page. But supposedly, she was originally supposed to be a robot. Uh, but they wanted her to okay. be more personable, so they made her a person. What's uh? Well, what was her name again? Like Volnavia. Volnavia. Yeah. Vesuvius. Okay. <laughs> Weird name. Yeah. Well, there was no one of the yeah. Uh, Vesalius was like the main villain. Yeah. yeah. And and then Volnavia was his assistant. Wait, villain Some or protagonist? I mean, not the protagonist, but probably not the villain either. Yeah, I, I feel like he's more the protagonist than the antagonist, but whatever. I think Dr. Fibes is the protagonist, and... He's an also... anti-hero, man. I mean, that's Yeah, fair. he's a regular Walter White. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, it's, it's interesting, I don't really have the historical uh, gumption to like be able to comment on how... how... how interesting this is. Like, I don't, I don't know if this <laughs> happened yet, where... They had they there was a movie where you actually identified you were like you were supposed to identify with the villain. Right. Maybe it happened. I'm, I don't know. I was born I'm, twenty look, years. Most H.P. Lovecraft stories are you're following a dick around doing I'm, shit. <laughs> I'm sure that it had happened before in the vast realm of story, human story. Plus that guy Walden from that book Walden, he was an asshole. Okay, so <laughs> breaking news. Oh my god, A to Z horror. We're pretty sure this happened before this movie. Yes. <laughs> also, before you write an email, listener, I know Walden's a lake. That's just a joke I like to make. <laughs> it's actually a pond, Jack. Yeah, man. Sure. Fuck you. God pond. damn it. <laughs> know your bodies of water, Get it right. shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it a creek or a creek? Is it a bay or an estuary? <laughs> okay, we're shit. getting off the rails. I think it's an isthmus. <laughs> oh, you're right. Damn it. So, what happens in this movie, boys? <laughs> I I want to talk more about the Clockwork Wizards. They're just, yeah, let's just they're do full that. actors wearing yeah. like bodysuits, but then the yes. the masks on them is so fucking creepy. Yes, it's so good. Yes, it 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 leaves you. What you said is a is a good thing, Jack. Uh, there's kind of a weird, uncanny valley that happens when you're watching them because. There's enough happening with them to make you feel like they're robots, but there's also enough happening to make you recognize that they aren't. So <laughs> it's a very strange sensation in your brain. And that's a good example of like very low key practical effects, if you want to call it that, that works so well. So well. Yeah. The Clockwork oh, Wizards. Yeah, I mean, terrific. 
I don't, I don't know why you want, why you are specifically calling out practical effects. Like it's pretty definitively practical effects. It's Mark, obviously not the CG. clockwork wizards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, spoilers, I guess for the ratings eventually, but I think, I think the effects in this movie are fucking on point. Like they do such good work. I, I, I have some very specific gripes with them. Okay. Of course you do. God let's, damn it. Let's linger yeah. on the first two minutes of the movie. That's a great strategy. <laughs> Well, okay, so first kill is by bats. That's well, technically flying foxes, kills. but sure. That's What's that? fucking exactly. These are fruit <laughs> bats. These are big-eyed mammalian fruit bats that aren't going to kill you. Like, at least make As opposed them to the non-mammalian bats. bats? Yeah, you're right. But I, the big-eyed ones, not the small I, I, jowl. I got what you're saying. They're all you mammalian. stupidly. Yeah, well. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> um... <laughs> Those eat fruit, A to Z not horror. human. Come for the horror, stay for the taxonomy. <laughs> the more you know. So, I, I liked this kill. I thought it was pretty good. He looked pretty good, all ripped to shit by the bats. So, I okay. didn't like the choice of the big, like, flying... Were they flying foxes or fruit bats? Or there flying foxes. They're flying foxes, flying effectively, foxes. but in the in the movie, they're vampire bats, so whatever. Right, so I didn't like the choice of them knowing that those are not, like, going to be bloodsuckers, but I loved it in terms of just size, and then the what they were able to do with, like, having them crawl on him was super cool. Oh, yeah, crawl, so, like, right where they lift the sheet up, and it's like... Yeah, super, super cool. Yeah. They, like, coated the guy yeah. in strawberries. Also, maybe I'm... Look, I'm not that familiar with any religion, let alone Judaism. Was this one of the plagues? I don't remember bats being a plague. Frankly, well, I don't Jack. know. I can't. I can't honestly remember. I do know that they had to like rebrand a few of the plagues. Like gnats became bees, for example. Uh, so that makes your beer choice not beer choice even stupider. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it was a hard movie to beer. <laughs> no, and, I, and again, I'll I'll say this. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The only thing I know about Judaism comes from the Passover episode of the Rugrats. That does include the plagues. So, so <laughs> um, for the listener, for the listener, I am going to run down the ten plagues of Egypt. Okay. Okay. One, water into blood. Two, frogs. Sure. Three, lice. Four, flies. Five, diseased livestock. Six, boils. Seven, thunderstorm of hail and fire. Eight, locusts. Nine, darkness for three days. And ten, death of the firstborn. <laughs> so yeah, this movie rebranded like many of them and then many. shifted the order around a lot. Whoops. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> That's fine. You gotta make no, it fit. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. You gotta sure, make sure, it sure. sexy, man. Hips and nips. <laughs> so, second kill, frog head. I got a lot to say about this frog head. So, sure. Hit us with it. Tell us about the ratcheting mechanism. Is. Well, so, what <laughs> happens is hell. he lures this doctor to this masquerade party. Who is a psychologist. The doctor doesn't know it's a masquerade party. Mm -hmm. And he's there as a butler. Like, here's a weird frog mask for you. And the guy gets all excited and puts it on and starts to slowly ratchet and, like, crushes his head, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's here's one problem I have with the effects. The blood that's coming out of his head looks sure, terrible. As sure. it's spurting onto his clothes, it's clearly sure. just red water. Yeah, it's water. Yeah. That it's is terrible. such a... Yeah, I mean, they could have done a little more, obviously, considering what else they were able to do. <clears throat> Didn't bother yeah. me that much, because I was too busy it, focused on how cool of a kill that fucking was. Yeah, it's great. That was a cool <laughs> really, kill, really man. Great. It was a cool kill. But here's what I was thinking about throughout it. How did he set this up? 
Did Fibes throw this party? Did he write a fake invitation to this doctor saying it's specifically not a masquerade party? How did he make this happen? Clever What ruse. situation did he get this doctor to come to this party without knowing it's a masquerade party? How? Let's also just breeze right past the point where this guy introduces himself as a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever. Psychiatrist. When yeah. he's killing, when Vincent Price is killing all the doctors that killed his wife, who were basically all surgeons. Why was a fucking <laughs> psychologist on the team of nine doctors or eight doctors and a nurse? I think honestly, <laughs> you here it is. They wanted a psychiatrist to be among the doctors because they had thought of that kill and they really wanted to have the kill make sense from the perspective like his line what does he say? He's like, "Oh, I'm a psychiatrist, a head shrinker." And then yeah. the kill is it was, obviously that's, yeah, okay, it was a pun based fair. plot. It's basically decision. just a pun. It was a pun based Which plot. Which I am for. Bravo, guys. Like <laughs> Do your thing. That was sick. I don't yeah. care. They had a psychiatrist in the room because maybe one of the doctors needed some help. Like, it might have been for the doctors, Mark, because of the implication. You need some meds to stop the shakes. So that being said, I don't I don't really know. I, I can't I can't honestly complain about the blood effects. I think, actually, they're really great. The era of corn syrup hadn't arrived yet. Uh, Why? Corn syrup had arrived. Uh, maybe. Maybe it had, maybe it hadn't. I, don't, I still think it looks it looks fine in a historical perspective. If you pulled that it now... It looks so much worse than Jaws, than the blood in Jaws. Which came out seven years later. Is that true? Yes. Jaws was 78. Well, it looks worse than seven years. Also, also Jaws didn't have any like live blood effects. It was all blood in the water. No, some of it on the boat. Quint yeah. cut himself on the boat. Yeah, right, maybe. But still, I mean... And he was, like, half-submerged when he was getting eaten, so... You know, I, whatever. I mean, look, in, in fucking Psycho, they need to use chocolate syrup. True. Yeah, I mean, it's easy when it's black and white. <laughs> I mean, That's yes. Right. It's an easy way out in Psycho. This is three years later, but still, like... I, I, I'm just hesitant to penalize them for something that we're rating them on 50 years in the future 40 something uh, it years just in the future. it looked so much worse than the rest of the movie i thought that scene honestly that scene is the best in the movie for me I, i'm not i'm not saying it ruined the scene you kind of I'm are that's actually saying. almost exactly what your argument is <laughs> yeah you didn't like the it blood and like you shit. didn't know how he got there so <laughs> well how did he get there jake it's a great question. <laughs> I wasn't fixated on it, though. Sure. All right. Kill three. Kill three. So this is the can pervert I just, who's trying pause? to jerk off to the first video player in the world. Which, what? <laughs> it's a crank video player of a woman snake dancing, and he's going to beat his meat? Just... It's tough because you got to keep it cranked, but then you got to keep yourself. You gotta, you gotta, it's, yeah, it's, it's like spinning it's, plates. It's a bit of a it's rub like your tummy, plates. pat your head kind of situation. That's what I was saying. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> how could you do that? It'd be hard. It's but like the most while, you, you develop a very specific set of muscles, and it'd be fine. <laughs> Look, and this guy's got it on lockdown. He's had some practice. And what the fuck? Dude. Like, so the lady who walks in on him, who's like, "What's going on here?" And he's like, "It." stops the draft <laughs> yeah mark and you're really windy and you were the here. one that was gonna say that this was not a comedy <laughs> yeah, I mean, that scene was pretty funny yeah i'll give it's you a that new, it just came on the market is what he says <laughs> it came something 
tell you that much. <laughs> so, yeah, before we talk too much about that, we have just blown right by one of the things I wanted to talk about, which was this movie opens on the second kill of the killing spree, which is the bats. The first kill of the killing yeah, spree it's... is bees. Killer bees. Wait. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah, off yeah. off screen. It's just like a fucking throwaway note. They're just like, oh, this guy got attacked by bees. Why the fuck would you... <laughs> why? Why would you do that? Why would you open with the second kill without even showing the first? Yeah. They probably didn't yeah. want to do two insect-based kills. And the locusts are a little bit easier to do. And you think, you think that's what it is? Because like most of the plagues are insect based. You think they screen yeah. tested it, and they and and the the test audiences were like, "There's way too many insects in this movie." They're like, "Oh, better <laughs> cut out the first half hour." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> better leave in the 15 minute weird organ playing situation, but let's cut the bees. Don't Dude, ta- you leave all of that in. You you leave <laughs> all of the. You're continuing to talk shit about the Clockwork Wizards, and I won't have it. That's the second best animatronic band ever, after Doc Bullfrog and the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. They've displaced Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Mark, I, I'm flabbergasted right now. I'm baffled, frankly. <laughs> Do you have a top five animatronic bands? A top. Top three? You can name three. You can name exactly three. No. There's also the Chuck E. Cheese band. <laughs> and and the counterpart to Doc Bullfrog and the Riverbottom Nightmare Band, Emmett Otter's Family Jug Band. So you do have a And the five. Country Bears. I got so many animatronic bands. Okay, oh, so that's shit. six. You've got six. What's that, what are the top five? Which what's one's that one that out? like plays the rock what's that one that plays the rap songs? <laughs> what? I don't know. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know, but Jake's Googling something. Uh, Mark, the one that gets left out is clearly the Country Bears. Fuck them. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. The definitive top and five animatronic th- bands. Oh, dude, Rockafire. <laughs> Have you not seen they don't Rockafire make the top five pop, either. lock, and drop it? Oh, shit. That's going in the review. <laughs> Listener, look at the review. Rockafire pop, lock, and drop it is the review. Pop, lock, That's and what drop my it. score is. <laughs> Pop, lock, and drop it. Oh my god. Let's get back to the blood plague. Are you that happy is, you took us off track? I am that really is your happy fault. that that happened. That yes. is your fault. You're dickhead. <laughs> Pop, lock, and drop yeah. it. So he's he's trying to jerk it to this woman's snake dancing, which is also like a weird movie. <laughs> they had like a guy sneezing, a train pulling into a station, and this. Yeah, how much has porn changed in the last 40 years? <laughs> right? Let's talk about that. Let's not talk about well, that. more than the last mark. This was set in the 30s. That's a good point. Okay, so whatever, 90 years, 80 years. <laughs> Your times are always so fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I was told there would be no math. I and I actually chugged a gin and tonic, man. Get off my back. This is like an but art then deco Volnavia movie. comes through and just Volnavia comes through and just dismantles the screen. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Okay, I'm really confused by this movie. Is does does Vincent Price's character, Doctor Fives, have like some hypno- hypnotic power? Because I don't think that guy was like tied down or anything. And then all of a you sudden, know she specifically tied him down. I it didn't look like it though, did he? She oh, she she yes. moves the screen and did then you she watch like eye flirts with him, and then yeah. he sits back. She like shoves him back in the chair, like I'm gonna grind up on you, and then yeah. ties his two hands behind the chair. Yeah. To the chair. 
Okay, so your two hands are tied to a chair. Yep. Uh, and all of a sudden, some homeboy just walks in with a plastic face and shoves a fucking <laughs> 18-gauge needle directly... Well, actually, that thing was fucking huge. It was like a 10-gauge needle, like, directly into your fucking bicep. And you're just like, oh, no, I'm tied to the chair. You don't no, fucking, like, you don't roll over, you don't kick him in the nuts. What do you What do you want from me, man? He did struggle a lot. He's... He struggled almost not at all. He's so old. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> I don't know, man. If he could fucking twist that grinder thing to watch the porn, he could probably have struggled more. <laughs> that was too specific a movement. That's what I'm that saying. Do you know how that movement? Do you know how buff this guy's forearms are that he can just fucking break out of a goddamn chair tie? You gotta do one curl. That's all it takes. You can pull a nail out of a fucking chair. Come on. Dude is draining <laughs> you of your blood. <laughs> Which actually... So and this blood also... him of his th- blood. This blood looks similarly terrible. Yeah, that's true. And also, this dude is fucking bursting at the seams with at blood. That is too oh. much blood. He has, like, it's so like... many gallons of blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Fibes just puts him in, like... The equivalent of Coke bottles. Yeah, essentially, yeah. they're like mason jars. He's a hipster. <laughs> he doesn't drink them, notably, but he just leaves them for the cops get to, to me, find, though. I guess. It got to me a little bit, though. It's... Yeah? Because of the idea. Like, the idea of that kill is pretty fucked. Like, just having all, right, I... all of the Then blood. I got an honest question for you. Okay. Then I got an honest question for you. You're so... 60% of the way through masturbating. And <laughs> then... Volavia oh, comes in and Hypo- moves your computer screen. Hypothetically. Right, hypothetically. <laughs> Gotta I clarify. Mean, you know, Mark is, but you hypothetically. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Volnavia comes in and, like, moves your computer screen aside. Are you questioning that, or are you just like, eh, I'll go with it for now and then figure out what's going on later? I'm pretty the sure you question Honest question. Mm. Well, I'd be like, so how Jake's are you saying in my no, house? Mark's saying yes. Oh, first so of that all, just means you, have, you have to understand you have to break your entire top. situation. You're in. You're in your home. In my home, the way it is currently set up. Sure. I'm questioning it because I know for a fact that there's a locked door to my home, and I'm on the third floor, so there's no other way to get in. Right. So, so then you're probably it. thinking it's like some kind of hallucination, and then you might as well just go with it. So, Jack, what you're saying in order to break the tie is that you wouldn't think anything of a mysterious woman walking into your masturbation sanctuary turning the screen away from you, and then tying you to a chair. Uh, I No, I'd think a lot of it. I'd think I was going crazy, and since I'm going crazy, I might as well enjoy it. Well, so I think all of, of fittest, us question it. All of us question it, then. <laughs> sure. Well, that's actually the exact as opposite lo- of what you're saying. I'm saying I would question it immensely. You guys are saying you'd go with the flow. No, I would question it, and my questioning it would lead me to go with it. You're in your goddamn vinegar <laughs> strokes. <laughs> that is the only possible reaction to this. It, if if you're, like, literally in your vinegar strokes and she walks in, there's nothing you can do. That's sort of the definition. But prior to that, anything prior to that, you're, uh, you're probably going to stop and be like... Uh, no, I probably think I'm going crazy, so then enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> What's the next kill? I forget. <laughs> Hail. Hail. 
Which is actually it's an interesting one in its own right. He puts some type of... So is this a thunder and lightning one? Uh, yes. It's, it's what, like the well, traditional plague was? It's, the it's a thunderstorm was... of like fire and brimstone and hail and shit. It's just destruction, yes. essentially. Yes. Okay. And he invents a cold machine. <laughs> it's Mr. Freeze's freezer. He, I think he yeah, basically invents Dippin' Dots. <laughs> How oh, great would it shit. be if he opened the car door and said, Ice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and then a shitload of dipping dots fall out. Dude, how much better would this movie not better? How much does this movie need to be remade right now? With Arnie? Oh my god. <laughs> I think we're onto something here, boys. <laughs> and but, then you could do Dr. So, Fives Rises Again, but in, instead you would have Lundgren. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good talk, guys. And yeah. so the way this the way this mechanism works, this confabulation works, is you oh. plug it in apparently to the engine, turn the car on, and instead of suffocating someone with exhaust fumes, you blast them in the face with hail. <laughs> with it, it was below a hundred degrees, below zero in there, Mark. Yeah. So, what the fuck? How? Do, <laughs> nothing in science even remotely approaches how that works. Unless you are pumping argon Mark, through what that in science would allow you to talk perfectly well without opening your mouth by just plugging something into your neck? Well, I mean, there's the, there's the like, the throat smoker, like, mm, don't smoke. Yeah, but that doesn't mimic tongue m- movement noises, which this does very well. That's what makes this a sci-fi movie, Jack, frankly. I don't know why you argued with me earlier when I brought that up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so sci-fi kill. Uh, pretty. He, you know what my favorite part about this scene was? No. His fucking car that uh, Volnavia is driving has pictures of him in the windows sitting instead of actual windows. Yeah. Right. It's so awesome. I want. I want my. For I want my no Prius reason. to have the tinted windows with just like nineteen or like eighteen eighties sophisticated gentlemen sitting in them. Sitting in the back of your Prius. Yeah. 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 It's fucking choice, man. <laughs> it's fucking great. Really like that a lot. Um, that's all. That's all I got here. I I do want to talk <laughs> about before we get to the next kill. The detective, Detective Trout, or De- Detective Chief Inspector Trout. I don't know. Trout. Detective whatever. Perch. Um, yeah, he investigates things like he's on the fucking Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the jeweler and he shows it to him, and he's like, "Could you tell me a little bit about this?" Mm-hmm. I found this. Well, how much is it worth? It... <laughs> I used this to cut a watermelon once. I think it's a samurai sword from the 1400s. Am I a millionaire now? Yeah. Is that how this yeah. works? It's crazy. It's crazy. Seriously. That's all I have. The funny thing about this movie is you start out with mo- with with deaths that are like relatively straightforward. I mean, so you can't fucking pump a room with fruit bats and expect them to kill somebody, but theoretically... You basically, like, drop a fucking beehive into a room, kill a guy. Drop a fucking, like, pheromone-enraged bat into a room, kill a guy. Cut a guy's head off with a frog mask. Done. Drain some blood. Done. And then all of a sudden, it turns into, like, one giant fucking Rube Goldberg machine. Which yeah. which gets us to the next <laughs> kill. He puts, he puts rats on a plane to kill a guy. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, the only thing 
this guy has to do is not get eaten by rats while he's like just land the fucking plane and then deal with the rats. Well, they're so... he chooses not to do that. Yeah, but they're so vicious, dude. They were eating his face off of his face. <laughs> they went right for his junk too, dude. <laughs> you tried is... doing that, Mark, dickhead. There is there is one scene in the rats thing that's that's pretty interesting. That's like a super close up of the rat like chomping on something. I don't know what the actual effect was, but it's oh yeah, very clearly yeah, supposed the, to be like the... tearing flesh. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's like a it's a good scene, but also. I don't know what level of pain I would need to be in to just wholly disregard the fact that I was flying a fucking plane. He tried, he just... I don't know, Mark. He shoots it straight into the ground. <laughs> if if my jewels are getting nibbled on by rats, I'm not that worried about the plane. You're probably going to cross also, your legs and continue doing whatever the fuck it was you were doing. Given the size of Mark, those rats, though... Where you're talking they... like you're a regular Chesley Sully Sullenberger, and I won't have it, sir. Actually, We're not going to be able to make it back to JFK. <laughs> Given the size of think, those rats. Do you think Sully could have done that with rats chewing on his I nuts? I bet he could have. Jesus Christ. That guy's an American hero. Given the size Jake. of those rats. How did he not, like, where did they come from? And how did he not notice them? There were like 18 of them on the pedal. Okay. He was, just the pedal. Anyone who's staring at Volnavia. Anyone who is a yes, that's true. A anyone who's ever seen snakes on a plane knows that shit's just in the cargo hold, whatever. Or sometimes in the toilet until you get your dick out. Yeah, exactly. So don't even whatever. So they wait so until on. his dick is hold dick on. Was out. We're gonna go. I need to take this on a tangent. Then did this movie inspire two modern classics? <laughs> Well, we I think we're allowed this one tangent this episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're, we need we're very tangent. topical most of the time. This one we're going to make an exception for. <laughs> what two, do you got, Jake? Tangent us. Two modern classics, then. Snakes on a Plane, as is evidenced yep. by what Mark just said. Granted. Definitively. Yep. And then obviously Saw. Modern classic? Sure. Saw. Okay. This is Saw. What's your fucking tangent? Are you just listening to horror movies? What are you talking about? I wanted to talk about that. Jib jab. Go. <laughs> are you saying this movie is Saw? I am so confused. You're not speaking in sentences. Yeah, I am. This uh, movie inspired I, Saw. Okay, so... Inspired two modern classics. Snakes on a Plane and Saw. They're very, very well thought out sentences. Oh. I, I would not... Ed- all be surprised if the Saw guys were inspired by this movie. Yeah, yeah. this is it actually, that's it actually kind of one detracts of the notes from the Saw experience even more because you're like, first of all, we had the problems we have with Saw. Give and everything else that was cool, you're like, oh wait, Doctor Fives, OG, Ugh. yeah, kind of. Okay, so the, so can we shelve this tangent until we get to the last kill? Because the last we don't need to come back to it. The last thing See, is literally is exactly from Saw. This yeah, the I last thing is straight out of Saw. This is why I don't do this. Yeah, because you're really bad at it. I um, get it. That's fine. Cut the whole thing. <laughs> they cut the whole thing. Cut it all. Oh, Jesus. That was garbage anyway. <laughs> Salt the earth. Burn God the ground. Damn. Pull off the goddamn railroad ties. <laughs> <laughs> Delete every podcast episode. We're done with this shit. I do love when the like police officer goes back to report what happened. His chief is just like, so this guy is eluding us left and right, except for here. You were here before he happened before it happened miraculously. And he still fucking did it. 
Well, and the other thing is, like, so he's watching this, he's, uh, sorry, not he, but Vincent Price is watching this through a fucking golden telescope. <laughs> he's just standing on, like, a hilltop, yes. presumably, like, about 100 feet from the cops that are actively trying to capture him. Yeah. Just, like, looking yeah. at it through. Behind no cover. Yeah, with absolutely no cover. And then he, and then he sees it going down, and he's, he fucking walks away, and he spins the telescope. <laughs> Look, oh, goddamn! what an idiot. That's awesome, yeah. dude. What are you talking about? It's like the mic drop. So at some point in here, uh, the the detective Trout learns what's going on. Yep. Right. He talks to the head surgeon on Fibes's wife, Doctor Vesuvius, who says, "I've had twelve hundred cases involving all of these doctors," and he shows him a stack of like seventy five folders, and then he says, "But thirty seven of them involved." whatever and he shows him a stack of like 20 folders like the stack that's the stack that's supposed to be 37 versus 1200 folders is half the size yeah that's it's a logarithmic scale so oh (laughs) that's how that works yeah that's yeah totally immersion breaking Um, i gave this movie a one out of ten and then we get to my favorite scene in the movie sure it is really is it the is it the unicorn volnavia no, it's Volnavia smoking a cigarette while the uh, Dr. Fibes' clockwork wizards play uh, one for my baby and one for the, and another one for the road. Oh, fuck. I mean, it's good. Here's the thing I, about, about the animatronic band, though. They just randomly cut back to it. I, I feel like movie making was a little bit different in the 70s, so I, I'm not sure if I can really comment, but, like, what the fuck? Why? Because it's awesome. <laughs> It's so... It's the best scene in the movie. But, okay, so you're making a movie nowadays. You have yeah. 80 minutes of narrative, and you make that yeah. that movie into 100 minutes by splicing in five-minute scenes of random fucking a, animatro- a fake animatronic band performing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're smart, you've retained enough creative control to replace the plot scenes with that as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Do you kind of dislike being generally happy with your life these days, like, and content? I don't... Because I find there's a lot of these, there's a lot of these awesome old, like, songs that I want to make me feel things, like this one especially, uh, one for my baby and another one for the road. Like, I want to listen to that in, like, a dark room and just get depressed and drink and romantically, that's awesome, right? You want to just get depressed? You want well, to I want I want depressed. it to I want it to affect me, but instead I listen to the song and I'm just like, no, I'm actually not really lonely. So Jack, the song doesn't do that. The much. question you Isn't just asked me, the question you just asked us was, do we dislike being happy? I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel I like that, that is that literally impossible. Oh my god, I dislike that aspect of it. That's the stupidest thing I've heard on this podcast, and we're 26 episodes in. That's a high bar. Yeah, yeah, that is a really high bar. I personally have said at least <laughs> five different things that were stupider than that. They might have gotten <laughs> cut, Mark. They might have gotten that's, cut. Yeah, but you heard them. Mm. <laughs> I've heard you guys say much stupider shit, but that need not be repeated. <laughs> I mean, to, to get to your point, Jack, I, I look, the old instrumental stuff, uh, it, like I, it's great composition and all, but... I, I kind of hear what you're saying in regards to there's a song in uh, The Good Neighbor that's like an old school soul uh-huh. song. I think it came out in like 68 or something like that. That's like really fucking awesome. And every once in a while, like one of those songs comes on and you're just like, yeah, I'm okay with being sad for a while. <laughs> yeah. 
Good analysis. But it, well, the other thing is, it's not really an old song, right? It's a it's a Fred Astaire song that was remade and like kind of owned by uh, uh, Frank Sinatra in the same way that like Johnny Cash owned that Nine Inch Nails song. He owned the fuck out of that Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, much much the same way that Frank Sinatra owned the fuck out of this song because the Fred Astaire version isn't great. Oh, wait, okay, sure. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you yeah. on this. I do not know the history of this song. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, what's the next? <laughs> You're really skill? selling it. You're really selling it. It is cool. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Let's talk about a guy getting impaled by a unicorn. Oh shit! That's right. Thank you. Which Mark. plague is this supposed to be? Uh, beast oh. is what they call it in the movie because they like focus on yeah. bees for some reason. They have bees, bats, blood, and beast as four of the ten plagues. But basically, I mean, realistically, <laughs> or I guess. Theologically, it's supposed to be pestilence. There you go. Sure. Right. The diseased, the diseased wild beasts that run through the village. Yes. Right. Um, he catapults this fucking bronze unicorn head from like blocks away. Oh, it's nuts. <laughs> Jake, your favorite movie, Wanted. It's much like that. He bends this fucking unicorn head exactly Dude. where it needs to be to get this sniper shot. Jake's yes. making a lot of faces right now. <laughs> yes, he does. Do you have anything to say? Okay. This movie inspired anything. so many movies. It inspired so many movies. <laughs> are you we'll are you Saw. are you making the argument that this movie inspired, inspired wanted? wanted? I think I think wanted, I'm comfortable saying Wanted, Snakes on that. a Plane, and Saw at least. We'll get to more, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so so they catapult a fucking bronzed unicorn statue through this guy's heart. And in order, to, yeah. like, this is actually one of the most definitively comedy scenes in the whole movie. Because they're talking about it being yeah. like, oh, do you think it's reverse threaded? <laughs> and they spin, they spin <laughs> the body, like not they don't fucking unscrew the goddamn unicorn head. They spin the body around in order, yeah. <laughs> in order to push the unicorn head out of the wall. It's yep. so good. Yep, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's uh. not how that would work, for the record. Your your body is not threaded. <laughs> It's just a drilled hole. It's just, it's not tapped. It's just drilled. So that's not, they wouldn't do that. Don't crush dreams, Mark. I'm sorry. I know. I know you are. Uh, yeah. And then there aren't that many more kills. There's the nurse kill. Yeah, you get the nurse kill. That's locusts. Where everyone is like fucking, get into this room. All we're going to do is be nowhere near the room. Uh, someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> We've secured this floor and nowhere else. Uh, so sleep tight. The Brussels sprout. Make deal. sure you drug yourself so that you don't wake up, regardless <laughs> of what's happening to you. Uh, bye. <laughs> and she does. She obliges. Yes, she drugs yeah. herself. She must have taken like three hundred. She must have taken like several bottles of sleeping meds. Yeah, because she's getting so much fucking Brussels sprout goo dumped <laughs> on her face. <laughs> He basically drops like ooze, like like what was it called, Gak, from like the fucking yeah, it's pretty much gack. yeah from 1990s Nickelodeon. <laughs> what do you do? Type. I shit? love the scene, dude. I love the scene where like they carry in all the Brussels sprouts and like Volnavia like looks right at the camera, breaking the fourth wall, and there's like the scene of him down there like picking out the good ones. What is happening? Yeah, like, all of that. Yeah. What is the point it's, of that? We're going to talk. Mark's asking what the know. point of the band scenes are. What's the point of that? Like, why is she looking at the camera while he's throwing Brussels sprouts around? 
<laughs> Answer me that one, Mark. So she can look right into my soul. Man. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, answer you're... you that one. That's that is part of my master's thesis on on why this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh god, damn it! I do. I well, do love the that... mechanism though of someone being like, "I need some Brussels sprouts. Let's invent a Rube Goldberg machine to deliver me a bushel of Brussels sprouts." It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> It's I love incredibly it. dumb. It is incredibly dumb. It's so dumb. stupid. I love it. It's so dumb. <laughs> they dump it on her head, and then he puts Locust in there, and they eat her head off of her head. Done. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Is that what locusts look like? That is not what I thought locusts looked like. What did you think locusts looked dep- like? I don't know. Less praying mantis I think it depends They're on the They're just hat. fucking beetles, man. Yeah, those didn't look like just beetles. Beetles the wrong way to describe locusts. They look like locusts. They look like grasshoppers. It's basically a grasshopper slash cricket. Yeah. I, I think of big the, one. the big one. The thing that Aladdin used to get into the cave of mystery in Aladdin. That oh. was a locust. Okay. Right? I thought that was a scarab. Oh god damn, that was a scarab. Yeah, Son of a bitch. You're, you need to watch the Brennan Fraser mummy like several more times. Yep. That part's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh which Moving gets us along. to Death of the Firstborn. Yep. Yes, the last kill. And it isn't even a kill. Nope. It's a, I mean, it someone eventually dies as a result of the contraption, yeah. so... It is yeah. Saw. It's it tragic. Is saw. It is Saw, it is Saw, it is Saw, it is Saw. Yeah, it, is, it saw. is just Saw. He puts a key in, sews a key into this kid. Yeah. Yep. The key releases him from the gurney. The gurney is positioned under a Rube Goldberg machine that's going to deliver acid on him in six minutes. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly the scene from Saw where the girl has the rip your face open contraption attached to her. And she has to dig the a key out of trap. some... She, yeah, exactly. Reverse bear trap. And she has to dig a fucking <laughs> key out of some stoner who's high on heroin who has a key in his lung or something. They're, they're yeah, like, almost the exact same thing. <laughs> That's what it was. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they, the scenes are very, very similar. The other thing is, like, this guy cuts the key out of his son. He succeeds, right? Spoilers. And then slides the kid away. And then everyone bursts in and is like, is everyone okay? And he's just like, yes. Don't worry that I didn't sew my son back up. And I just oh, shoved yeah. the Gertie away. And he's got to be bleeding out. Everyone's fine. She might need a doctor. She's fucking disintegrating. <laughs> Yeah. She's she's oh. basically just shoes at this point. Mm-hmm. Poor Volnavia. Yeah. Well, she die. What kind of acid do you think this was? Oh, molecular. Definitely. Phosphoric? Definitely molecular. Yeah. Good I, talk, I don't even know. Yeah. Good work, Jack. Molecular it's molecular acid. acid. Don't fucking that. ask any questions about it. I did forget about, about the molecular acid. Ugh. Meanwhile... Fibes has gone no. to his like bottom layer, which you play a very specific tune on the organ to get to. Started. Just... How did they figure that out? I don't know how they did, but god damn, Fibes, you're just gonna straight up like while you're alive, like replace your blood with embalming fluid. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's in or, the process or... of not being alive. It's kind of half alive, half dead. Mostly dead. He says he already died. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore, dude. It is pretty hardcore. Also, the embalming fluid's like just mustard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which would also I, kill I you. I kind of pictured in it. Fairness. I thought it was like 
corn yeah, dog batter. Yeah, replace your blood with mustard. See what happens. <laughs> corn dog batter. <laughs> it's like I, when it you would... go to a pronto pup place. <clears throat> it would have the exact same effect if you replaced your blood with mustard as if you replaced your blood with embalming fluid, frankly. So, this is scientifically sure. accurate. Yeah. It would kill you. Yeah, both would kill you. We are, we are sure of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I mean, shape, and he's in guys. this weird eclipse chamber with his dead wife. Right. So right? the whole point is that it's a, it's an eclipse. Like the thing, the symbol on top of the bed that closes over them is an eclipse, which the last plague is darkness for three days or whatever. Yes. So, right. There you go. That's which I don't think I was being fair to the Antiques Roadshow. An Antiques Roadshow interviewer definitely would have understood that that was an eclipse, and that's related to darkness. This detective did not. Nah. Correct. I didn't. But aside from that, let's just talk about for a second he has his wife next to him and she's just an actress she's kind of embalmed but she's also just an actress laying there so that's not what dead bodies look like she's been dead for multiple years at this point yeah but she had to keep he had to keep her pretty yeah he kept her pristine he built a whole face for himself so she's basically like a clay plastic puppet thing yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. I, okay. She's whatever Kanye used in that video to make all the naked celebrities. Hmm. I don't know what that was. If you could PM me that. Do you link, not know what I'm talking right. about, or do you not know what he used? I don't know what that link is. What Kanye recreated a bunch of naked celebrities? You don't know what that link is. He wants that link. So, yeah. In one of Kanye's more recent videos, he's laying in a bed with like Taylor Swift and George W. Bush and a bunch of other celebrities all naked in this bed. But it's not actually them. Kanye no West shit. is a goddamn lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a fucking... That's not new. That's not like late breaking news. No. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this video might also be two years old. <laughs> it's possible. You heard I don't know. <laughs> first, folks, Kanye West is a lunatic as uh, revealed by a two-year-old YouTube video that's seen by 80 million people. Yeah. Good he job, got Mark. into a beef with Taylor Swift because of it. Guys, yeah, buddy. And then the movie just sort of ends. <laughs> it does just sort of end. They walk away like, well, I guess we're waiting for the next plague, huh? The only That's thing it. that we skipped the the only thing that we skipped was where he directs Volnavia before she's disintegrated with acid to destroy everything. And by yeah. everything, we mean his band, the Clockwork Wizards. Pour some it's out. Tragic. It's very tragic. That's the most tragic piece of cinema I've seen in a long time. Don't fucking. I mean, that and Volnavia dying. Mm. I was more sad about the Clockwork Wizards, personally. I was sad about both. Okay. Well, yeah. Pour it out for both of them. I will. Okay, good. Then then it ends. There's one other thing I wanted to hit on. One other thing I wanted to hit on. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Him, and this is. This is. One of the reasons Vincent Price is so fucking awesome. His inability to speak, unless he's got the thing plugged into his neck, which you don't realize until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. Just in the first few scenes, he's trying to talk. He's like... <laughs> but then he plugs it into the phonograph and he's talking. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's cool. It's very unique. One of the weirder yeah, like roles that. for Vincent Price, for sure. Well, that's saying yeah. something. Uh, so let's yeah. reflect on that for for one moment. This guy is a fucking <laughs> genius enough to the point that he can build a device that is 
that he plugs into his neck to make him talk. He can build an animatronic band. He can engineer Rube Goldberg machines that kill people by putting rats on planes. He can build a fucking reverse argon refrigerant Dippin' Dots blaster. Ice to meet you. But he can't goddamn figure out when he is and isn't able to talk. No, I think he knows. So he just talks anyway, knowing full well that that it's not happening? That the audience can't hear him? Yeah, I think he's fine with that. All right. All right. It's fine. I'm just saying it's kind of ludicrous. Fuck you, Mark. (laughs) Fuck you, Jake. Ice to meet you. (laughs) Ratings. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how the Fresh Prince would rate his desire to say that cab was rare. And for 10, think of how the guys from the Lonely Island would rate Google Maps as compared to the other Maps services. Well, let's hit up Yahoo Maps to find that dopest route. I prefer Map Quest. That's a good one, too. Google Maps is the best. True that. Double true. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this was your movie. Rate yeah. it for story. I'm going to give it a six. Uh, the story in general is middling at best, and I'm giving it a slight tilt up from middling, so I guess better than best. Yeah, that made sense in my head more so. Than... <laughs> that was a well put. Yep. Uh, I'm giving it a six. I Like, look, this story as a whole has a lot of, like, weirdness to it and it doesn't make a ton of sense if you start to dissect it just like a certain movie it inspired cannot give it a great score overall but uh you know slightly better middling just because i kind of love it six yeah uh i'm I'm going next because i gave it the exact same score for similar reasons i gave it a six um i think it's a cool concept right he's going after these nine doctors that killed his wife he's a weird like genius who's invented all this crazy shit that let him stay alive and and operate in this world but then if you actually start looking at the story you start wondering about how he got this doctor to this masquerade party without knowing it's a masquerade party <laughs> and and it's loses a lot of points i gave it a six mark go uh yeah i, I gave it a two that's fun <laughs> are you shitting me fuck off <laughs> really i can't do words words are very difficult for me right now uh, i gave it a seven we're all in agreement <laughs> This is actually a pretty good... Okay. Uh, it's a spoiler for a later category. What just happened to you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, I was I was jumping ahead a little bit. You'll see in about 80 seconds. Uh, look, I, I, oh, I, I, know. You, I gave it a seven. I actually think this is a pretty good story. It's borrowing heavily from the Hebrew plagues. Uh, but the story-wise, it's, it's pretty good. The thing about... the thing It really isn't. The thing about comedy no. movies... Well, the thing about horror comedy movies... <laughs> Is their stories are generally pretty smart, pretty clever stuff. Uh, it, it breaks down a little bit when you get outside of the story category, but I feel like in order to have a good horror comedy, or really comedy at all, you need to have a pretty decent story background. So I give it a seven. Sure. Uh, world building and immersion is our second category. Jake, rate it for world building and immersion. Uh, can't be super high. 
I don't think. If you give it a super high score, I'm probably going to argue with you. Uh, it's just a movie that you know you are watching a movie during, and with the winking at the camera, like fucking Volnavia literally looking at the camera as one example, and then all the other shit with the Brit humor and all that, you, it's just not a super immersive film. That being said, it still was fun, and I kind of liked the weird little world that they built, so I'm not going to give it the lowest score I can possibly give. I'm going to give it a three and a half. It's low. Okay. Not as low as I could okay. give I gave it a six. Whoa, um, boy. I I agree with you that it's not, on the whole, particularly immersive. Um, I think this is a large amount of world building. I love the world they built. I love okay. Fibes' whole world. I love his lair and everything that happens in it. I As we've talked about a lot, I fucking love the Clockwork Wizards. They're great. Um, and just, I, I think that's all really cool and consistent, and it works really well. Uh, while you're right that the comedy <laughs> stuff, like, doesn't, eh, it, it, it's hard to stay enraptured with, if, yeah, if that's a word. That is. Um, great word. Good for me. Look at that. Um, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I found myself enjoying it. Also, I might be falling in love with Volnavia, because I couldn't Jesus look Christ. away every yeah, time she's talking about the woman. I, well, you the know, lady. so that was, a... that was immersive to okay. me. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's honestly a testament into it un, unto itself that you can remember her name because you've literally never remembered anyone else's name from a movie that we've reviewed so far. So <laughs> I think that might literally be true. I think you might've used literally. Yeah. I finally did it once. guys. I finally did it. <laughs> Law of large numbers, boys. <laughs> Eventually so, it'll be six. correct. Mark, how about I you? I gave it a two. You gave it a six? Jesus Christ. I did, but a lot of that was Volnavia. Yeah, okay, so I actually think you made a good point with world building. They do an interesting amount of world building. Uh, the the background sets of, like, his lair are really interesting, and I think going into it with that frame of mind, I probably would have given this a little bit higher score, but realistically... Horror comedy almost never gets a high immersion rating because it's always a wink-wink, nod-nod type of situation that is meant to take you out of the movie itself. And then beyond that, there's just a lot of fucking plot holes. Why was a psychologist on the team of doctors that were evaluating... Psychiatrist, but sure. Whatever, that were evaluating Mrs. Fibes for cancer and I, I don't know there's just a there's just a bunch of stuff how how did what how like you didn't really talk about this jack but you brought up a good point how did that fucking party happen that the guy just showed up with an invitation that didn't say wear a goddamn mask it's like i no, i talked about that at length nobody gave me a goddamn answer you talked about it during the review but not during your immersion score anyways this is a movie okay. that the more you focus on what's happening the less it makes sense if you just kind of like have it on in the background and you're you're watching it recreationally, then it probably is going to go over really well. But like the immersion score is pretty fucking low. In order to enjoy this movie, I actually think you should actively de-immerse yourself. But then you're going to miss the stuff like him trying to gargle out words when he can't open his mouth kind of early on and like the creepy shit. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't really feel like I don't know. We have a weird we have a weird rubric here. In order to catch all of the no, jokes that are happening, no. it's a scientific scientifically perfect. perfect. Yes. yes. In, in order to catch all of the jokes that are happening, yeah, you need to immerse yourself. But those, but those jokes actively pull you out of the watching experience. So the more you pay attention, the more it pulls you out. 
And the less you pay attention, the more you probably end up enjoying this movie. So regardless of which avenue you take, you probably end up at this being a pretty low immersion score. Sure. Except I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Jack, you're clearly the worst at this of all three of us, so whatever. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's uh, shots fired. Shots fired yeah. over the bow! Scare Factor is our next category. Jake, ready for Scare Factor. This movie did a weird thing to me that doesn't happen often. I didn't find this to be a scary movie. Start with that, right? Yep. Um, I woke up. I watched this before I went to bed. And I woke up the next morning and was able to recall a dream that I had had that night uh, that involved locusts. And it involved locusts being pumped into a room that I was in. And... The mind is a weird thing. Don't know why that happened. But the fact that that happened, and that happens so rarely, I'm going to give it a little bit of an upward tilt just in scare factor. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Because other than that, it's just kind of like you're rooting for fives. Nothing can really scare you because of that fact, first of all. It's not a scary movie. Like, it's so off-kilter to begin with. All the art deco-ness, like him just kind of being him. Everything other than that is pretty goddamn low, but I'll give it a I'll give it a nice little bump and I'll give it a four. Fair enough, I suppose. You I, suppose. Uh, I gave it a three. Yeah, I didn't have a dream about it afterwards. <laughs> no shit, um, Jack. So no shit. I gave it a three. Okay, well it's one uh, point over. That's one point scary. off. Like, what is the big difference? Nothing. Yeah. So okay. I gave it to you the same score as you, but Great. I just didn't have a dream. Okay. Uh, we're all in agreement here. I gave it a four. I also didn't have a dream, but I'm upwardly correcting it a little bit. I think based off of the effects, <clears throat> there's some interesting stuff here. There's obviously ramifications for like later horror movies and that it's essentially created an exact saw scene, uh, which is fucked up. Yep. And basically spawned a whole fucking franchise. So I was personally not particularly affected by this movie, but I went in thinking, oh, 1971, whatever, Vincent Price, it's going to be campy and bullshit. And I watched it, and I was like, I was pleasantly well, surprised by it. So still it's campy. not scary, but I'm upwardly correcting it a little bit from the dregs of not scary to be a four. Okay. Sure. I like that. Um, that affects, or judicious lack thereof, yeah. is the next category. Jake, hit us. Uh, very on point. We talked about this earlier. I was a huge fan of the vast majority of what they did from an effects standpoint. Uh, feels 70s, but it should because it's from the 70s. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go all the way out to two decimal points, which I haven't done in a while. I'm going to give this a 7.75. And it's <laughs> you good. Ever done that? Yeah, he's done I a, have done that a he's lot. He's done a 6.66. I've gone to like, I've gone to like six decimal points. Look at my shit. He has not gone to six. He's gone to three. <laughs> I'm going to two this time. I'm going 7.75. It's better than a 7.5, but it's not quite an eight. Go. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a seven. Um, it's they're, they're really, really good. They're just really pulled. I would have given it so much higher if they hadn't been pulled so far down by how bad that blood looks in some of the scenes. So it looks like shit. It clearly is just water. They didn't need to do that. Seven. So you docked Mark. three quarters of a point for the blood. No, I wouldn't have given if not for that blood, I would have given it an eight or a nine. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Jake, your scores are all over sure. the place as they stand. So you're all over the goddamn place. What'd you give it? <laughs> I gave it a seven. I think I think we all basically said. Oh the same thing. my god, it's unbelievable. I gave it a seven point three seven two eight six. Yeah. So uh, four decimal places. Suck it. Anyways. It's good. The, every, like the practical effects they do, they have a wide range of effects they use, and I really appreciate that. They have great props. The the acid delivery mechanism is really fucking choice. The uh, the general practical Volnavius costumes. What was that? Jesus Christ! Volnavius costumes. costumes are, good. are we gonna have to have a discussion with someone about Volnavia and you? Your <laughs> Who are you gonna have a discussion? Probably Volnavia? a psychologist. I cannot. Yeah. Um, that, that's gonna be a weird discussion. Uh, sure but is. so the costumes are great. The uh, mask that Vincent Price or Doctor Fives's character wears is great. There's a lot of really, really, really good things here. I think you kind of singled it out perfectly with a. They're very clearly filming a staged plane crash. You didn't talk about that, but they're very clearly like staging a plane crash for that part. I'll take credit. But for also, it. wait, the blood is is pretty. <laughs> Not good looking. I, I, I hesitate to really... I'm auditing my score. It's an 8. Um, wow. I, I, I have a hard time really... You're auditing your I score? have a hard time penalizing them for things that they didn't foresee. Like, they didn't they didn't know what blood was going to look like. How how the movies, in general... But they knew what blood they looked what, like. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. But... I did. I did make that note. <laughs> yeah, we no had, one on we, set is. We hadn't figured that out by the seventies. Do you honestly think that they yeah. fucking like bled somebody dry in a bunch of jars to figure out what blood looked like? I don't think they knew exactly what. Mark, do you sure. think people in the seventies didn't have access to information? They don't like have. That? They, no, 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 it no, wasn't no. the fucking dark ages. G- people didn't know what germs were until the two thousands. Man, hashtag alt facts. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta move on. Eight. I gave it an eight. All right, Jake. Overall, your movie overall. This is going to get one of the biggest upward tilts I've given. Uh, based on the numbers, it's a lot lower, but I'm going to end up giving this a 7. This movie's just a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that based on everything we've talked about, it's pretty clear that it was an inspiration, at least, for a lot of different films. Uh, it's it's a good entry into the genre, and I think it's something that everyone should see. It's a pretty unique movie, especially for something that came out at the time that it did in 71. Uh, one of Vincent Price's weirder roles, but <laughs> I'd recommend that to He does Eddie. a great job in it. Does a great job. I'd recommend that to any horror fan, for sure. And on that note, right. it is freely available on YouTube. You have to, ex- so you have some to subscribe to exactly so zero do. services. You can watch this right fucking now if you want. Yeah. Good movie. Um, good, yeah, uh, good score. I, I agree with it. Seven. Everything you said plus Volnavia. Okay. Um, Mark. Mark. I went lower than you guys did. I gave it a five and a half. Oh. Um. Oh. I was, I, and that's the funny thing about this. I this was I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I would rather watch this movie than a bunch of the other like super old classics we've watched, like Nosferatu or Doctor Caligari. The most of those are like way older than this, but. Mark, what year do you think 1971 was? Yeah, what do you think was happening so at that time? so bad at time. <laughs> I don't get it. He thinks that people were sliding down their dinosaurs' tails to, like, pull the bird that signals the end of the work week. 
I mean, you're making fun of me, but Flintstones was alive and well during the filming of this, so I, I don't know what you're making fun of me for. <laughs> Look, it's... You gave it a five and a half. I gave it a five and a half. This is more watchable than you're probably willing to give it credit for. I was pleasantly surprised, but it's still, in the grand scheme of things, just a five and a half. Okay, good description. I gave it so, a five and a half, and the reason for that is that it's a five and a half. So, <laughs> let's get into our burgeoning segment of why should you watch this movie and have beers with your buddies, or why should you not do that? Mark, why should you not do that? So, if you go to a party with your bros, and the fucking... And you're like, hey, let's put on the abominable Dr. Fibes... Not only are they going to ride on you in Sharpie when you inevitably pass out after drinking, like, three Coors Lights, but also the entire, like, the entire point of the movie is going to be lost on all of you. The humor of the movie is not something that you can absorb as a result of, like, having this on with your bros and watching a movie. It needs to be something that is is digested as, as an individual. And beyond that, there are better modern adaptations of this. I'd rather watch Saw. I'd rather watch Seven. Both of those are are movies that are based off of basically serial killers according to some type of biblical prophecy. You can't see this, listener, but Jake is facepalming. I'm facepalming. Jack, do you want to go ahead and start talking about why you should watch this with your buddies and have some beers? Yeah. Because this you. movie's a ton of fucking fun. Thank you. There's so much shit happening all the time. The clockwork wizards are just bananas and incredible. You're, you're going to enjoy a lot of what you see in this movie. The humor, you're going to catch enough of it. It's still hilarious. Um, yeah. it, it's just great. I mean, to me, this is like a really good example of the type of movie you do want to watch with your buddies and have copious beers during. Because, like... Look at what's happening. The different killings, they're all just like a spectacle to behold. And then you have the band. Like, let's be real here. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. It's you don't want to be sober for that. Yeah. So here's the thing to me. Like, here's this, the thing. This is a movie that is better enjoyed with friends. You can hold the fuck on, Mark. This is a movie that's better enjoyed with friends than without friends. Go. Here's the thing that. This is going to be, if, if you put this on, you guys have all experienced this. You put on a YouTube video or like a Spotify song and you're like, dude, just, just fucking listen to it, man. It's, it's so good. <laughs> and then about 30 seconds in, you're like, they don't like it. What the fuck am I doing? Oh my God. I staked my entire reputation on this. That's what's going to happen. That's what happens when you put this movie on. No. Because no. then that weird old pervert's going to come on and try to crank the thing and jerk off to the woman's snake dancing simultaneously, and you're going to hoot and holler about that. Or Volnavia is going to come on screen and just captivate everyone's attention. There are two scenarios, Mark, where this does not go over well with your friends. Scenario one. They're not drunk enough. Scenario two. They haven't seen it. <laughs> okay so scenario two there was just you have to have seen this movie in order to watch this with so if any of your bros have not seen this movie you shouldn't watch this with your bros 
Would you not yeah, rewatch I, this with your bros and have a great time? I am being pigeonholed into this. I gave it a better than favorable score, so I would. <laughs> well, he's going to try to... You are, you are, you, specifically, you are my bros, and you guys gave this a better score than I did. So if I'm watching it with you guys, plus Zach, I guess, then... We're, then we're gonna have a fucking good time. <laughs> That's not fair. You can't use me as a specific example. All right, that feels like the end of this yeah, review. I agree. Let's get okay, so let's get the it. fuck out of here. God, damn it! This has been episode twenty-six of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, you should head over to a to z horror.com. That is a hyphen z horror.com, not a two, because we're really good at things. Uh, come, come hang out with us on Twitter. We're at a hyphen Z whore or hang out with us on the horror amino app. No, we're, not. we're definitely there. No, we're not on Twitter. We're a two Z whore. Nope. With a T O. Nope. Uh, Good work. Well, <laughs> this is going well. Let's keep this up. Maybe we, maybe we, we start that over. Definitely a hyphen Z. Do you want me to start over? Yep. Yes. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I really didn't think we were. I guarantee you we are. <laughs> we are at a T O Z horror. Are we really? Yeah, you motherfucker! Oh. You stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> now Jack's gonna attack. <laughs> uh, let us know what you thought about the movie. Uh, or definitely, like, let us know in the comments, ask questions. We're, we're here for you guys. Uh, and you know the drill by now. Clicking on the like button will help us out, and if you're new, definitely hit that subscribe button. That's a good idea, because we're coming at you with weekly reviews. And while you're at it, check out everything that's going on on the Phantom Podcast Network. There's great shit over there and at the downrightcreepy.com website. Uh, and next week on the A to Z Horrorcast, we're going to be checking out a movie that I would probably call a modern version of the cult classic. We are checking out Dale and Tucker versus Evil. So until it's next time, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great weekend. Baby. Oh, dude, I bought a bot. I, I fucked up today.